Okay, let's get this baby started. Guys, are we live? Oh, yeah. Um, Episode 82, welcome back to the Double Bogey Show presented by DraftKings. Mm -hmm. They fight that their own way. I'll call the clubhouse, we'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that, they fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> It's Saturday morning. Early morning pod. Not only early morning, early weekend morning pod. First time we've done that in a forever. How'd you guys sleep last night? I slept pretty shitty. Jake. Yeah, I slept all right. By the way, I'm here. Hey, Jake's here. Hey, Matt, Jake. Matt's uh, running a 5K in Wisconsin. Fired. Matt got fired. <laughs> well, no, he didn't get fired. The, like He did something he probably shouldn't have. So uh, the punishment was you need to go run a 5K in a different state. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. That's not actually what happened. No. But Matt's not here today. It's Saturday morning. We're, I mean, boys are going to be buzzing here soon. We'll we'll get the energy going. We should start drinking. I have an energy drink. We should put some vod in this. Sure. You got yeah. a coffee. You should put some vodka in your some coffee. Bailey's in the coffee. Oh. Um, you know, the only other place that would be better to do that at is obviously in a golf cart right now. Correct. Uh, it's it's literally almost May. Um, one of the best holidays of the year is three days past. So now all we have to do is look forward to golf season. <laughs> So it's like, what do we have to look forward to right now? Uh, just literally just golf. Um, <coughs> update it. Update on league. League is now supposed to start May 5th. Yeah, it's supposed to start two weeks ago. I know. I know. I'm just uh, fingers crossed, man. May 5th. It's really. supposed to snow tomorrow. So I really hope that snow just turns into rain. Yeah, 75 degrees today and snow tomorrow. <laughs> so you can just about imagine how we're feeling here. Right It's now. quite literally 100% humidity <laughs> yep. in the Midwest today. Mm -hmm. Pulled my car out of the garage. Instant fog. All windows couldn't see out really 100 humidity i will tell you one thing though that's that's the benefit of having the net in the garage is uh, i am never prohibited by weather yeah i can always get i can always get my swings in you also True. go sweet shots i went there yesterday with the new swing first round with the new swing really yep how'd it work i hit a fade now <laughs> i mean so so you and i you and i are in so you and i are in like opposite opposite camps right now i'm hitting like snap hooks on bad shots, and you're hitting probably like power fades, dirty, dirty, dirty fades. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. I so don't... we've literally like we, at some point we cross. We were both in the middle at some point, and then <laughs> maybe for like a millisecond, and then we just cross each yeah. other. It's like a like like a movie. Like we saw each other on the road. Like we were waving at each other. Then one of us took the one exit, and one of us took the other exit. Yeah. And kept going. Yeah, we're at like a four way stop. You went straight, and I went straight. We crossed in the middle, but yep. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to get that figured out. It's not a big deal. I've yeah. been really enjoying the lessons so far. I wish I could do more frequently. Um, but I don't think I need to, to be honest. Yeah. I actually kind of got like a free lesson yesterday. So really? we went with some buddies. We went with the merch guys and, uh, Lucas showed up, hung out in the Bay, kept giving me more tips. Free lesson. Easy day. Yep. Easy Friday for Lucas at Sweet Yeah. Chance. He wasn't doing <laughs> shit. He was just walking around. He's he's just uh he's just having a good time. That's good. BSing with the with the patrons. Yeah, I mean I I tell him every time I'm there. I always text him what bay I'm at. Yeah. Whether he can make it up or not. Um this is just I mean, we're just gonna completely change subjects. Not subjects, but we're gonna change direction right now. I was thinking, uh, have you guys ever had a weird interaction with somebody that uh like you find a ball that's not yours and mm -hmm. you take it, but
but then you realize that it's somebody else's from like an adjacent hole mm -hmm. or from behind you and then they come up and confront you asking if you have seen their ball has that ever happened to you i've never been confronted no but i did this the one round i've golfed this year i accidentally took someone's yeah right so like I had been borrowing balls out to everybody because I was golfing with some very new golfers. Yeah. And I have a shit ton of noodles. Yep. And we get to As one do I. we get to one spot where we found a noodle on the on the ground. I'm like, oh, this isn't one of us from this hole, but it was probably one of us from the last time we crossed here. Yeah. Right. And so I pick it up, throw it in my pocket. We can continue on our way. And I look up, I'm like, oh, shit, there's another group of old guys who also use noodles yeah. at the hill. I just didn't say shit. Noodle dicks. I was like, it was right next to a swamp, too. I'm like, they're just going to think their ball into the swamp. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Tyler, we were golfing that. We were golfing one time, and I was picking up a ball that was most definitely mine. I don't, know, I'm, I don't know if you remember this, but I was picking up a ball that was most definitely mine, and these old dudes were, like, yelling at me, like, hey, don't touch my ball. Do you remember that? Mm, of course. Prairie wood, I believe. Was it on eight? Yes. With all the sand in between the two fairways? Yes. I think I remember that. Yeah. Well, um, I was oh, picking up a ball that was definitely mine. And they weren't that old. They weren't like old, old. They were like... Like 35, maybe. Yeah, four, yeah. 35, 40s, maybe. I think I do remember do that. Do you remember that? And yeah. then they realized it wasn't their ball, right? They finally came up and they're like, oh, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't like apologize or anything yeah. like that. They just like started yelling. Fuck bags. Yeah. yeah I, so, the, and the only reason I asked is because it just, I don't know why I was thinking about it this morning, but um, I've been like, and when I say confronted, they're just asking me yep. if I've seen their ball. So I've been confronted multiple times where I've had I've had the fucking ball in my pocket before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Or like if I see a ball, I take it. I like will throw it in my bag and literally like, you know, the bingo balls just like mix those babies up just mm -hmm. so in case they're like, you know, can I, can I search your bag? <laughs> Which no one would no, ever do. Can't. Yeah. Here, I'll give you a, I'll give you one of my extra balls, but no, you can't search my bag. Um, it's a very weird interaction when you accidentally take somebody else's ball. They come up, confront you about it. And then you have to just lie through your teeth and be like, yeah, sorry, man. Like, your ball must be gonzo. Well, you got to ask them what they were hitting because you know what they were hitting. Well, and odds and are... Like, what were you hitting? I picked up... Uh, I picked up... And you say the wrong brand. Yeah, I picked up a, a Callaway uh, Chrome Soft, whatever. Oh, shoot. What I was hitting a Titleist Pro V1. All right, oh, sorry, man. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Fuck, that's a nice ball. Though. Or <laughs> they come up to you. You did nothing, right? You didn't take a ball. You didn't pick up anything. They come up to you and ask if they saw the ball. You still feel some guilt. Oh, no, God. Yeah. You know you did nothing wrong. You're like... Ah uh, no, man! I haven't seen anything. I'm really sorry. Like I don't know. Yeah, you, you didn't pick the ball up. You didn't see the ball, but you still feel guilty for some reason. Well, even when you do have the ball, and like like I said, I've had the ball in my pocket before, and there's distinct markings on it. And I'm like, <laughs> they wrote they wrote Jim Johnson on yeah. there. Yeah, there's distinct markings, and I'm like, like you feel you kind of feel like. You feel like a felon at that point. A little bit. You feel like the cops are coming up to you asking if you have any drugs on you and you have like a bag of weed in your pocket. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of that scenario. Obviously, you know, not to the extent, but in the moment you're like, holy shit, do I tell these guys? If you tell them, here's the thing. If you tell them that, yes, I have your ball, whoopsies, I should have left it in the fairway. The I'm not picking up a ball in the fairway, Ryan. Oh, I. if there's nobody around, I 100% will. Mm. Um, but... They're going to be just as pissed at you, even though you admitted to having their ball. They're going to be pissed because you screwed their lie up. 
Yeah, they're gonna be way more pissed. Correct. Yeah. So you got to I think you got to just, just lie through your teeth. I think you just don't stop picking up balls in the fairway. Well, if there's nobody around, that's the thing. You got to only pick up balls that are like in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> or like next to yeah, this but shit. Dude, a but if ball it, in the middle of the fairway, no, no one's around is so you, irresistible. And dude. also, yeah, the, the guy behind you is gonna pick that up anyway. So maybe. it's like, why not put that in my bag? Or it's somebody else's that you just can't see yet that's on the other side of a hill or they've really hit a shitty fade or a really shitty hook. If it's in the middle of the fairway, someone's playing that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm playing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing that for my next shot. Or have you ever been in a, in a scenario where, um, <laughs> like, you clearly lost your ball, but you find another one? Oh, like, yeah. I, dude, I do that shit all the time. You know who does that, but then uses it for the score, even when we're playing for money? Who, probably Jade? Jade. Yeah. He does. Jade's the king of, I found this ball in a bush. It's mine. I'm going to take it. I didn't lose a stroke. Oh, 100%. And that's probably, like, I I don't know how he shoots the scores he does, but that's got to be something like that. Yeah. Jade will find a ball within a 50 yard radius of where his ball went out most often closer to the pin and still yep. play it. Dude. You got to think for a quick second though, that if you do that to somebody else, like if you take somebody else's ball, lie about it and then continue to play it or you lose your ball, you find one right by there and you continue to play that one. Like something bad's going to happen to you. Yeah. It's golf. Later karma. that round. It's yeah. it, the golf gods are watching down on you and they're like, you probably just shouldn't do that. But what do you? What else do you do? Uh, you leave, if it's in the fairway, you leave it. Right? But it, but hey, from now on, if you and I are golfing and you find but if there, in the fairway okay. that you no, want to no. take, I'll just give you a new ball. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This this is the rule. This is the 360 degree rule. If you walk up to somebody's ball in the fairway and you turn 360 degrees around, and no one is within. Let's just say three to four hundred yards. That ball is yours. But what if they're playing from a position you can't see them? Yeah, it's the gamble. Like they hit a shitty shot because they're down, and in it a falls ditch. within the three hundred and sixty degree rule. This is what how you avoid the <laughs> awkward confrontation. And the awkward converse, co- confrontation has only happened multiple, like multiple times, like only two, multiple, maybe two or three in the last like couple years. Still, if uh, I was the other guy and I was down in a ditch. And I, no one could see me, but I hit it out of the ditch into the fairway and some, somebody takes my fucking ball. I'm going to be pissed. Well, no, I wouldn't be on the same hole. We're talking like. I know, but you know how bad I hit a hook. Yeah. There's a good chance if I hit a rescue shot out of somewhere, no one can see me and it goes onto the fairway. But. It could be in the wrong fairway. But someone is going to be able to see your group. Maybe. Yeah, I would What I if would I'm golfing so. alone? I would say the 360 degree rule it, applies to everybody what if the whole group is shitty and they're all in the woods what if you just take their ball and replace it with a shittier one from your bag they're gonna know it's not theirs (laughs) it's a different ball they're gonna be like oh god i found this (laughs) found this noodle over here i was playing with a pro v1 though no and i it's not as extreme as you think it is from my end like (laughs) ryan's taking him off the green he can't see anybody right like you know par three uh we get like i get done with a par three the guys behind us hit like guy hit guy shoots one over and I'm driving in the next hole. I'm not going to go and take his ball. This is, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's literally do one spin. If you can see somebody within 300 yards, you leave the ball. <laughs> if you can't see anybody at all, that's fair game. It sounds like Ryan's stealing balls yeah, and helping, no, and helping no. people look for him. <laughs> uh, you know those balls? That, you get into the clubhouse, right? The guy isn't at the desk. There's balls in this bucket. You just take them. You can't see them. Also, here's another question for you. Um, if you do hit a bad shot and there's like. I have. 
that Once I've hit many. And there's a group of guys over in the general area, like on the adjacent hole, where you hit that bad shot. There's no easy way to ask them, hey, do you see a ball over here? Because number one, you don't want to screw up their rhythm and like their focus and what they're doing. And number two, it's also just kind of embarrassing saying like, hey, did you see? I hit a bad shot, yeah. Did you see yeah. this bad shot that went 150 yards offline over, right over <laughs> by you guys? Have you seen anything like that? Because I'm missing a ball right now. See, I don't feel ashamed. I feel more suspicious. I'm like, I hit it around those guys. They're going to take my fucking ball. I, I I have had my ball taken before, like clear as day, within the 300 yards. Mm-hmm. They can see me. And uh, it is frustrating. But if you're playing with a, a good group of people, they should just let, give you a free drop for that because clearly the ball is not out of bounds. Yeah. Clearly you should be able to find that ball and they're going to give you a free drop. Mm-hmm. So uh, There was one time I was playing with a group of friends and this was also on Prairie Wood. The one, the long par four, right? That's dog leg left. And then at the end of it, the tee box is really close to the green, right? Yep. So I hit a second shot towards the tee box instead of the green, and there was a bunch of guys there, and they're like, yeah, your ball rolled into that yard. Um, here, take this one. I won't tell your group. Nice. And I was that's like, These huge. are my guys. Yeah. That's huge. Yep. Yeah, that's big-time uh, big camaraderie. Yep. People need that. People need more of that mm-hmm. these days. And it was old dudes, too, like your classic grumpy old dudes, and they weren't. They were just like, yeah, hell yeah, dude, here's a ball. Yeah, well, it's kind of like that TikTok that's going around. I in Miami. You know, it's like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had no clue what the song was. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's a clip, and then it's usually like an old guy being like, here, son, take a breakfast ball. Mm-hmm. No one saw that. We need more of those guys. Yep. Um. Yeah, interesting. And I goddamn well did not tell my group. Yeah. I was like, yeah, found my ball. right next to the T-Box. The old guy saw it. I've gotten into I've gotten into a rhythm of like if I need to look for more than a minute, which I think you actually get an allotted amount of time. I think it's mm-hmm. two minutes to look for a ball, two to three yep. minutes. Um, if I'm looking for more than a minute, I'm just gonna drop somewhere. Yeah, so and maybe he, that hurts my score. Here's my my rule: um, no matter where I hit it, I think it is bad golf karma to not at least attempt to look for it. Like even yeah, if you have I to. hit it. I know it's 50 yards into the woods. It is bad golf karma to not even just try to like glance into the woods to see if you can find your ball. Even if it's a half-ass attempt, you got to try or you're going to be punished later by golf gods. Well, and yeah. regardless, you're going to have to drop in that area anyway. So you might as well give her a right. quick gander. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm also a big time proponent of helping other people in your group find their balls. Yeah. Like, we'll. You know, maybe we'll go, we'll go find my ball. We'll drop a hat next to it and then we'll zip over and try and find your ball. Cause like, I, I, I don't want to have, I don't want you to have to drop. And that's whether I'm playing for money or not. I'll like, I want it to be fair and square. Yep. I'll come and I'll come and help you find your ball. The only time I don't want to help someone else find their ball is if I hit a bad shot. Yeah. I have the line in my head right now. If I don't go do it right away, there's no chance I find my ball. Isn't it crazy? So you knew, like, you know, the exact tree that this ball went through or went over or went around. And then you, you start driving and you just, you kind of lose a sense of spatial awareness of like, okay, well the T box is back there. This is, I could have swore this is the tree that I hit it next to, but this is also 150 yards out. I hit it way past that. And your, your mind just becomes jumbled into this thing of like, where the fuck is this ball at? Also, yeah. where's this tree at? 
The like the spatial <laughs> right, awareness. Not, you're not just losing balls. You're losing trees out I there. I know. Well, yeah. you, need, you need the line, right? Yep. And sometimes like trees look similar. Like mm -hmm. you, and sometimes they're like spread out evenly. It's like, well, fuck, was it the second, or third one? And then you look back at the tee box and you're like, where's the tee box at? Yeah. Because yeah. the tee box is hard to see from when you're on. Unless it. there's someone standing on it. Correct. And if there's someone standing on it, you're like, oh god, now I got to move my ass. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, the worst is like you hit it at like some bushes, right? And it looks like there's one or two bushes. But then when you come profile to them, there's seven. And you're like, ah, fuck, which bush did I hit it at? Yeah, I know. It's the worst. Why is, I feel like there is a stigma around like, not a stigma, but more so of a thought, but amongst a lot of golfers for like first tee anxiety mm -hmm. of like, if there's a group right behind you, you know, the marshal's getting people set up, ready to tee off and get, giving you the proper amount of time in between. Hold number one is really weird. Because you tee off, you hit a bad shot, there's already a group behind you. Yep. You have no time to build some space in between each other. So hole one is like a fucking, like a racket. Like, find your ball, hit it, get it in the hole, move on to hole two, yeah. start to build that space up. Because you don't, you don't have enough time to build that distance between the group behind you. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely get like, once hole one's over, then I'm, I'm calm. Mm. But once it's... My theory on hole one is that if I play slow, it's going to give the group behind me a better chance to play through. So, so you want people to play through. Yeah, if if they, I would rather have people play through than have them be on my ass. Yeah, that's know? true. When's it, how many holes does it take for to let somebody play through? Well, if it's like depending, if the group is small, I'll let them play through on hole two. Yeah, but like if it's a bigger group, they have the same amount of numbers. They're just clearly better, so they're catching up that way. Yeah. Then I'll take like four or five holes. Isn't it the worst one? <laughs> and I've done, I think I've done this with you before. I've told the group behind us like, hey, we'll let you play through on the next hole. And then and they then take they, too long. And then they start playing slow and you're like, okay, fuck, let's just hit. Like, yeah. let's hit quick. And then you play another hole and then they get on your ass again. You're like, all right, we'll let them play through. And then they start mm -hmm. slowing down on the green. Mm -hmm. And it's like this constant cycle of when... Like, when are you guys going to play through? That was just us being too anxious, so we, you told them too early. I did. In reality, I it did. was probably the perfect pace. And it was, I, I did, this was literally maybe on, like, the third or fourth hole. I don't even think we let them play through. And I, I, We might not have. I remember you doing this. This was on Prairie Wood as yeah, well. Yeah, yep. six holes of not letting them play through <laughs> yeah. after telling them that they can play through. <laughs> I just, I'll tell you what, <laughs> to get into the psychology of uh, golf and getting in somebody's head, that's the way to do it. Because the whole time they're thinking, all right, one of these guys going to let me play through. I got to, <laughs> I got to, I got to uh, mentally prepare for a tee we shot with all start, them watching us. We got to start doing that at scrambles, like fuck with other teams. Yeah. What, go on. Because like if it's messing with these guys' heads on a regular round of golf, imagine what it's going to do in a competitive round of golf. So would you let a scramble team play through, you think? Uh, no, I would say I would, and then not. Just to fuck with them because they yeah, are my opponents. True. So if Grandpa's team gets behind usually... us, we'll be like, hey, we'll let you guys play through in the next one and then never let them play through. Unless you're at the uh, the freezy four-man scramble, then eight guys just play one hole together. Yeah, that's so much more fun. Which is the best, actually. Yes. The pace of play is so shitty, but um, yeah, because it's a the... great course because people don't give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the thing about playing in courses like Freezy is every single person on the course at any given time knows each other. Yeah. Or at least knows one person from another group. Yeah. So even if you're slowing somebody down, you're chilling at the tee box and just bullshitting, swapping yeah. beers. and yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's the benefit of becoming a member somewhere is you get to know people who are golfing and 
people don't get up as upset because you know you're in the you're in mm-hmm. the exclusive member group right and you don't want to piss someone off that you're going to see in the bar for the next four days that week mm-hmm. um yeah it was a sense of relaxation when yep. you know people are on the town. That's, That's why I love the small town courses. Frazee, Leonard, Castleton. Um, not that we know anybody around there, but I, I think but it's still more chill. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Like that's the one reason I love going to Frazee. I think it is a cool course and a nice course. I agree. But I just every time I go there, I know everybody on the course. Mm-hmm. And it's like an easy way to make conversation is just you talk about golf. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like some dudes I haven't seen for from high school for 10 years, right? Yeah, it's like a 10-year reunion. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, man, how's your round going? We don't have to get into how many kids you got now. Yeah, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you got some time to get out and swing the little swing the sticks today. Yep. Ball and chain let you out of the house, huh? Yep. Classic, classic golf small talk. Yeah, how you swinging them today? Oh, not bad, not bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, fuck, we're just, we're in nowhere. We're in no hurry, really. Mm-hmm. We're just out here having a good time. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. T-Box small talk is, it's, it's needed. We could do a whole video on that. We could, yeah. How to small talk on the T-Box. Yeah. Or how to talk your way out of stealing somebody's ball. In the <laughs> that also That's also a good, a good one. one. No, I don't know uh, where it went. We could do a regular golfer do's and don'ts. Here, here, here's the thing. If you really want to get on the good side of the people behind you, you're maybe playing a little bit slow, and you have a little bit of cash flow, uh-huh. Buy them around. Yeah. Tell the Bev card, say, hey, whatever those guys want behind uh, behind us, just put it on my card. Mm-hmm. That's actually not a bad idea. That is. I like that because then you can like tell, also tell the Bev card girl, be like, hey, tell them that uh, we got around for playing slow. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred. No one would appreciate that more than those guys than right the, there. Yeah. Because now they get to order their drinks. And now they can't be pissed at you. Yep. If you get pissed at somebody... For playing slow, even though they just bought you around at the Bev Cart. You're a piece of shit. You're a scumbag, yeah. and you need to get off the course. You need to go to the country club, to mm-hmm. be honest. You need to get a caddy, and you need to go on tour, because if that's the attitude you have, you think you're a pro, get out of here. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I walked out of the house this morning. It was like probably 60 degrees. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. We got we got to get to a Bev Cart. <sighs> We got to get some JDs, some, some JD1s flowing. Why is the Bev cart only a golf thing? It should be in everything. Well, it should be, there should be a cart running around at like Little League baseball games. Well, see, that's be the a, beer here. Get yeah. your beer. Cold beer coming down here. Hot dogs. Get your hot dogs. Cotton candy. There should be a cool Bev- light, bud light, middle light, bush light. The, Get your cold beer here. I'm never going to finish this thought. <laughs> no, Go ahead. Uh, but I think the ice cream truck drives around. Why isn't there a booze truck for mom and dad? Jeez. That is a good <laughs> idea. A booze truck? Think yeah. about it. Ice cream truck drives to the neighborhood. All the kids flock to it, right? The booze truck is called booze, your buddy down the road. Booze truck drives through. He's got the fuck. He's playing whatever music. He's playing fucking kickstart my heart. Yeah. He's playing <laughs> Motley Crue driving through the neighborhood. And all the parents come running. <laughs> Why don't they have drinks at an ice cream truck so the parents have something to get? It's actually not a bad idea. I'm, I can't have... There's some legal, There's got to be legalities around there's that. Some liquor license. Get it. 
I, I just don't think it's that easy to get a liquor license. Yeah, you just drive around on Saturday afternoons looking for parents drinking in their yard. Well, but uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of. Uh, you know, how sick you'd be a Molly Cruz, that truck driver, by the end of it. <laughs> well, what if the truck driver's an alcoholic, though? That's just not good. He's boozing and driving all over the place. Yeah, that yeah. would be bad. But like, That'd be very bad. If you're an alcoholic, don't start one of these trucks. <laughs> or maybe they just hire like an 18 year old kid. Not that 18 year old kids are really, you know, any more. They're worse. <laughs> They're probably worse. Maybe you just get. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not grandma. Gonna... Grandma drives around in this truck and sells yeah, booze. Responsible grandma. Yeah. Yep. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. But also, I mean, the, you you got to be somewhere because a lot of people have booze at their house. I would assume everybody has booze at their house. Yeah, but like, so you why can't... buy one from a booze truck? What if, if I'm out and then I'm too drunk to go get more? You can't or DoorDash booze. Think about yeah, like, hundred percent. We DoorDashed uh, a case of beer in California. Husband's a target weekend. Or think about like uh like down at like a park or something like that, right? Like, yeah. Like kids are all down playing at the park, parents are all there together. The ice cream truck's definitely stopping by the park to get all those kids. Booze truck swings by and is handing out shooters. The only problem <laughs> with that here. Think, I just don't think you could do that. <laughs> the only problem with that is you can't have booze of the parks. That's fair. But if you could have booze of the parks, fantastic idea. There's nothing I'd want more than when I'm having to follow my kid around on the park, watching him jump off of shit and hurt himself over and over and over. If I could just have one to take the edge off. I'm so stressed at the yeah, park. Yeah, just, I mean, just go to the store and get some shooters. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I get, I I'm get not gonna the thought go, process. Go to the store to be like, hey, it's got big plans in it. Nah, I'm taking my kid to the park. Convenience. I get the, yeah. it's convenience is what it is. Yeah, I just want, I just want a constant delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we want everything delivered these days. Amazon, DoorDash, uh, Uber, mm -hmm. all that kind of shit. Um, God, I just had a really good... Oh, one thing that I really want to do this summer is I don't, I'm not asking to hit a hole-in-one this summer because that just happens organically. Mm -hmm. But I would, I, would like to, I would like to be with someone who hit a yeah. hole-in-one. Do you know how... Because I, I was watching a video yesterday, a guy had a hole-in-one... And they literally went sprinting down the fairway together, and everybody was so happy for right. one person. Like, I was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hold, I couldn't hold the smile back. Right, it was like, fucking sweet. So for somebody to hold out on like a par three, or what, whatever par four, maybe you never know. Um, that would be that's like one of my goals this summer. I want one of my buddies to hit a hole in one. Would just witness a hole in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I even like. I, All right, I guess. All right. I feel like even if I would have been at a course where somebody hit a hole in one, like whether it's on the on the hole in front of me, behind me, or way off in the distance, you'd have, you'd have heard it. Mm -hmm. You know, no mm -hmm. one's gonna be quiet about that. Yeah, imagine hitting it alone. I know that would be tough. Worst nightmare. Who do you celebrate with? You don't celebrate with well yourself. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, but we we did have someone message in that they uh, hit a hole in one on a par three. By themselves on a breakfast ball, right? On a breakfast ball, and I believe it was, maybe not. I don't remember. Um, and he did a really good job of videoing the whole thing all the way up to the hole, and uh, that's also fucking sweet. Yeah, it's cool. Congrats. Yeah, but to be with a buddy and being able to celebrate, and how do you hit a golf shot after that? You, you don't. don't. I'm done after that. Yeah, you don't hit a golf shot. I think you just drive straight back to the to the clubhouse. You got to end on a good note, and it's not going to get better. Yeah. Yep. Imagine you're like, you know. Two over, you're six over, whatever, you hole in one a par three. That's two under right mm -hmm. there, Tyler. That's taking two off right off the bat. Well, then you're not going two under if you're six over. Well, two under on that yeah. hole. Yes. Yeah. 
Do you um, think a hole in one on a par three course holds the same weight? Mm-mm. Not according to some shitbag from Golf Now that we read an article on. He said it just doesn't count. Period. I do. Th- I do See, think it counts. Wrong. I it do counts. think it counts, but it's it doesn't hold as much weight as like because you know through eighteen holes you might only hit four or five par threes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Versus on a nine hole par three course, there's nine chances. Is it cool? Absolutely. Yeah. Does it count? And you can tell your friends you got a hole in one. Yes, absolutely. Is it as cool as getting one on a regular course? No, 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 it's not. But on the flip side, par three course, the only reason to go is you're taking your kid, you're taking your nephew, mm-hmm. you're taking your whatever. Being there with a kid hitting a hole in one would be electric. Yeah, yeah that would be sick. That uh, would be cool. I feel like there's a certain age limit to where a hole in one actually does count on a par three course. And I want to say that age is like like 10 and under. I was going to say you're the 12-ish range, yeah. Yeah. Age 10 and under, hole in one on a par three course. Because until then, counts. they can't. it's hard for them to even get it to the green on a par three yeah, course. Exactly. So. I mean, even on a short par four, hitting from the junior tees, like that's mm-hmm. it's still a little bit of a haul. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that we need to put an age limit in uh, set in stone, par three courses. Age 10 or under, the hole in one is absolutely legit. And then he has to drain his piggy bank on you buying drinks <laughs> on after you. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a, on a fucking Gatorades mo- for everyone. A yeah. liter of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Could be. He just pours it into Dixie cups for each person. I got a hole in one today. Yeah. Here you go. No, you bring him to the gas station after and you're like, all right, buddy, you got a hundred dollar limit. You get whatever you want. <laughs> That's the equivalent of us going to the clubhouse. Yeah. Face. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Should we take a break quick? Let's take a quick break. Uh, yeah. And we're going to come back with Q&A for the second segment. Yep. So uh, if you submitted a question, hopefully we'll get to it. If not, we're going to be doing more of these in the future. So yes. keep on submitting. Uh, quite a few submissions, probably a couple hundred, honestly. Yeah. It's surprising. Most we've ever gotten. Yeah. So we're going to... A gonna, couple hundred on just Instagram. We got at least another hundred more on Facebook. Sure. So yeah, then, no, that's, that's fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to chip through those. We're going to just kind of rapid fire. Maybe dive into a couple of them a little deeper, and we'll go from there. My favorite way to bet on sports is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm. Did you know that? Did you know that about me? It's yeah. a fun, fun fact. Um, and my favorite thing to do when I'm in states where I don't have DraftKings Sportsbook available to me is to use the DraftKings Fantasy app. Mm, that is a good time. Did you know I like that, too? Did you know that about me? We need to get on the Fantasy app, like us as like individuals. Yeah, they can bet on us. Yeah, what if you could just, mm. what if you could, like amateur golfers could just get in on the fantasy? So then you could set a lineup of your, like your buddies for that day, mm-hmm. like in a scramble or something like that. They didn't have, yeah, fuck, that's a great idea, actually. We should to, do that. I have to pitch that to draft teams. Yeah, we'll have to call them out. Um, yeah, but if, uh, if you guys are looking to gamble on some sports and you're in a state where you're allowed to, use the DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you're a state that you're not allowed to, use the DraftKings Fantasy app. So it doesn't matter where you are. You can get in on DraftKings and uh, uh, spice your sports up. Must be 21 years old. New Jersey, United, Pennsylvania, New Carson, and minimum five dollars present. One other wage required. One per customer. Receiving supplies. See DraftKings.com. For details, and if you have a gambling problem, come one Eric Gambler. That one was clock little, it. That was okay. Yeah, it was pretty good actually. Yeah, a little slip it, up at the end there, but all right, that's fine. Um, all right, it's been a while since we've done a Q and A. Long time with the fans. Love you guys. I'll, always got our backs. They do. Hey Ryan, you know that point you made in the podcast the other day? Great. I loved, loved it. it. Loved hey, it. Hey Tyler, I, I got your back in the grilling saga. Yeah. I don't like grilling either, so mm-hmm. you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, always got our backs. So we figured, you know, let's just do a little Q&A with the audience. Been a while. Yep. And uh, obviously short turnaround time on this week's podcast bumped up with last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I mean, the golf tournament for this weekend isn't even done yet, so it doesn't give us as much stuff to talk about if something right. crazy happens. So let's get into the Q&A. Jake's got some questions for us. Again, thanks to all who submitted uh, a question to us. We'll try and get to as many as possible. If not, we'll get you next time. Mm-hmm. Wish we had some names with these so we could tell you individually thank you. It's Matt's we do, fault. We do, don't we? Nope, I don't have names with these. It's Matt's fault. Blaming Matt for this one. Matt but, prepped this. Didn't give Jake names. But if you see your question, just know, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ryan, if you had to hit one shot perfectly or die, gun to your head, you have to hit a <laughs> shot perfectly. Which club are you pulling out of the bag? Hybrid. Really? 100%. I'm going to just die. I'm dead. See, that's the opposite for me. I can't hit my hybrids worth shit at all. It's my worst club by far. Yeah, but perfect. Do you, do you hit your hybrid? Do I hit it? Or do you keep it in the bag? Like, in general? Mm-hmm. I, I don't use my hybrid as much as I should. Is that Boom. why? That's exactly why. Because I was the same way. I can't hit a hybrid. I can't hit a wood. And then I just... The driver just didn't work for six months so then i just started hitting hybrid 50 percent swing and i got the field down a little bit for it yeah. figured out you know how far i can actually hit this thing and now the hybrid is the deadliest club in my bag hybrids are more fun they are yeah. i mean it's like uh you get more of a satisfying feeling when you square one up because mm-hmm. you literally can't feel it on the club mm-hmm. so yeah i'm going hybrid i'm going uh i mean if you want to get real specific if i have like 200 like 220 to 230 to the green i'm pulling the hybrid out and i'm going for it absolutely yeah well the thing is to hit something perfect not just good not great perfect not fucking happening with any single club in my bag i'm dead (laughs) or i mean tyler you could just say like a 12 inch putt yes i I want a three inch putt. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i want to tap in uh tap in bogey (laughs) for the perfect (laughs) shot yeah i like it putter out of the bag then yeah, all right, that's a good answer. Mine's probably my P wedge. Hit my wedge is the best. I don't know what it is. Depends on the day for me. Yeah, you're well, not going to hit it perfect, though. Yeah, I mean, but I hit it the best on all my clubs. But low risk, low reward. if you need reward. to hit one perfect, it gives you the best chances to hit one perfect. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's, let's throw a little extra layer on this, right? So if you hit it good or if you hit it great, all that does, it's not perfect. You're not safe yet, but it gives you another shot to hit one perfect. Correct. Yep, just keeps it keeps it, it keeps you alive. They don't pull the trigger until you hit one bad. Here's and they don't pull the gun away until you hit one perfect. Here's a better question: If you had to hit one shot that will just keep you in bounds or die, putter off the tee. Yeah, in bounds because Lord knows I step over that first tee box. It's weird because I would say sixty percent of the time. I lose the first ball I hit of the day yeah. off the first shot. And that's why we invented yep. the breakfast ball. Mm-hmm. Take another. Yeah, I like that. Um, <clears throat> what gets you most bricked up for a round of golf? Beers, buddies, or weather? I, all three combined. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on an absolute perfect day, you're going to have, you're going to have, okay, let me lay out. And we've done this before. But I think I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go weather. Because if the weather's great, perfect golfing weather, it doesn't matter if you're alone or with you, with somebody that you're okay buddies with, or even if the beers are flowing, you're still gonna have fun. But to even enhance that experience, I know. But you gotta okay. pick like yep. one to like that beats the the rest, right? Sure. But imagine this. Okay, perfect day at golf. Uh, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Eight a.m. or nine a.m. tea time. What do you think? Mm, eight. Eight a.m. tea time. You maybe only had like three beers the night before, so you wake up feeling good. Mm-hmm. 
And then you get to the clubhouse about eh, 45 minutes before you hit some range balls. Just to, again, Tyler, just to loosen up. Yes, correct. Not to dial the swing mm-hmm. in, but to loosen up. You go back to the clubhouse, you, you, you double fist going up to the first tee box because then you're good for the first few holes. The weather is... 65 70 degrees mm-hmm. you know the high of the day is 76 you have three other buddies with you and you're playing 2v2 scramble mm-hmm. against each other the sun is shining there's not a cloud in the sky that is the perfect day of golf right there mm-hmm. regardless of score that's the perfect mm-hmm. day right there the birds are tweeting you're up early the enough are, the woodpeckers are hammering trees yeah, but if you had to pick one thing, that's the question. <laughs> that's the whole question. If I had to pick one thing. Like one thing that makes the round out of all of them. Like if you if you had two of them are off for the day, one thing you could pick from the three. It's got to be weather. Yeah, I because think weather. Even if you're with good, if if you're with your buddies and it's shitty weather and you're drinking your ass off and it's raining, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Yeah, cuz you can't have the conversation or you can't have yeah. the vibes that you normally would with good weather. So, yeah, I mean, and that's why the weather outside for us right now is like like seasonal depression is mm-hmm. a real thing. We're getting there. So, good question. I like that one. Uh, this is maybe not a question, more of a statement. <laughs> Uh, is it just me or do we all have that friend who takes golf way too seriously and counts everything? I think the answer is yes, and it's Miles. You did look at me right away, but then it says and counts everything. Yeah. I mean, I've told you all the shit that I don't count. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably Miles. Especially now that he's been doing uh he's been yeah. getting lessons. Miles and shit. counts everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't just go and play uh you just can't go play a fun round with him. It, you're always playing against each it's other. It's always stressful. Yeah, it is. So like if I'm ramping up and looking for some competition on a you know, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, I'll I'll probably go play with him. Yeah. But if I just want to play casually, I might be like, hey, maybe next weekend. And I think the only time he ever takes breakfast balls or mulligans is when he's with us. Probably. Yeah, because like there are times where like he he takes them most of the time. I think he doesn't when it's just you and I solo. But if we're together, he'll take them. But also, if he hits a good score, like because he usually plays nine holes in the morning before mm-hmm. work in the summer. If he if he's like yeah, I was four, uh, I was four over through nine, and he plays a pretty tough course. Mm-hmm. It's like were you really four yeah, over? What were you really? Were you playing two balls? Were you playing the best of those two balls for each each mm-hmm. uh, shot? Like we don't know. Were you four over scrambling with yourself? Correct. Yes. Correct. So, uh, yeah, everyone's got that buddy and that buddy, like he's fine. As long as he's the type of person that you can, you can put into their place. You can say something to him be like, relax. Then yeah. I think it's yeah. fine. If it's a type of guy where you're like, you don't know him well enough to where you can't really say anything. Then it's like, all right, I probably just won't golf with this guy. Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would agree. Um, what are your best rounds ever and how different did it feel from other rounds? What made, like what made it? Your best round ever. Mm, my best this round ever one. was last year in the rain. Three, um, and it was through nine holes, correct? Yeah, through nine. And, and my best round that I'll get on after, I'll touch on after you, was through nine holes as well. Yeah. It got dark out, so we couldn't play it. Yep. But go ahead. Yeah, and we, like, if it wasn't raining that day, I would have just played another nine. Yep. Um, I was six over, uh, but I had the, I three putted on the last hole. Because it was pouring rain. And the reason it worked is because I had put all pride away and just course managed. Mm-hmm. I was three wood off the tee for almost every single tee except for par threes because there was all dog legs. There was no really drivable par fours except for one, and I don't have the driver to get there anyway. Uh, I just course managed really well. Getting to shit, I would just pop it back out onto the fairway. 
I didn't have any pride standing in my way. Yeah. Um, and I think the rain might have played a factor into it too. Cause like the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, if I fuck up, it's the rain's fault, not yeah, mine. I'm dialed yeah. in today. Yep. Yep. I would say my best round was last summer, I wanna say in June, even through nine. I thought you oh yeah. What about your eighteen on qualifying? I shot 84 that day. That's actually a pretty good round. And the thing about it was I shot an 84 with a quadruple bogey. Yeah. Um, on one of the holes. And then another hole, remember that par three? Mm-hmm. I missed like a 12-inch putt for par. Mm-hmm. Went bogey there. So I I very well could have shot under 80 that day. Right. So that was a good day. And then the next day, just <laughs> that the next day is when the shit happened. Um yeah. but yeah, last year, even through nine. The way that felt is I literally could swing as hard as I wanted with any club and I was going to get lucky with a good lie or I was going to just stripe it down the middle. I was making putts. Um, It was unbelievable. I think I only bogeyed one. I I think I bogeyed one, birdied one, and then parred out the rest of them. That's a hell of a round for me. Yeah. That's sweet. sweet. I'd be pumped about that for sure. uh, uh, I think this was either last summer or two summers ago. I was one under going into nine. Uh, we were playing 18. I remember this. This is in Perm, right? No, this was in... Uh, well, this was Thumper Pond. Yeah. Uh, I was one under going into nine. I think I ended up 12 over. Because, I mean, the, ba- back the, the back nine just fucking yeah. crushed me. Um, and I was golfing with Miles, actually. And he he took the liberty of pointing out, saying, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, you're one under going into nine. I'm like... God damn it. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Like, I know. I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. And if you think about it, so like my one of my best rounds of all time, I was even through nine. It's not like I was four under, right? Yeah. So I still probably would have shot like maybe a 79 or an 82 that day, which is a good round, but it's not fucking groundbreaking by any means. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a good that's a good testament for me to look at that round and be like, hey, I still probably would have shot like an 80 or 79. Yeah. Like Think of what it feels like to shoot a 75 or a 72. Like you gotta, you have to be playing better than you did that day, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I have that. Yeah. So if I doubled mine, I would have been 12 over. What would that have put me at 84? Yep. Yeah. It's a good round. Yeah. Fuck, that's a great round for us. Fuck yeah. Good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, <clears throat> this one is specifically towards Ryan. Is a practicing net worth it? <laughs> Give him your pitch. 1000%. How much did you spend on it? That's a better question. 60 bucks. Oh, then yes. Uh, well, it was actually free because I use cashback credit card points on Amazon. So it was actually free. I mean, it wasn't free because I had to spend X amount of money to get this cash back. <laughs> spend a thousand bucks, guys, so you can get a free yeah. a free swing net. Spend a thousand to get 20 back mm-hmm. um, and then spend 3000 to get 60 back to get your free hitting net. <laughs> um, but no, I. So what happened was. Um, the net was 60 and then the little tiny piece of turf they give with it was like 20. So I think I paid 80, 90 bucks for this thing. And I got rid of the little piece of turf and I bought myself like a three by five. No, no, no. It was, yeah. Probably three by five piece of like a, a fairway mat. Mm-hmm. Like they have at a uh, sweet shots. Yep. And, uh, that's game changer. So I'm now to a point. So for the longest time I was focusing on ball contact and just making good contact. I didn't care where the ball went. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like uh, the liquid chalk spray that you put on your club face. Mm-hmm. So I was spraying that shit on. I just hitting balls, hitting balls, hitting balls. And I'll probably hit like 50 balls a day at least. And um, now I can I can hit one 
I feel how that shot went. I can look at the club face and be like, okay, well, I, I healed that one just a little bit. And that's what it felt like. So now I have a better gauge of like, if I do hit a bad shot, where did I hit it on the club and what adjustment do I need to take the next time? So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hit 50 balls a day. No problem. Yeah. Well, and also when you put it into this perspective of the fact that the net and all that shit is either, you know, two t- two green fees or it's two boxes of balls or whatever that's worth it well and uh, i mean you can go to the driving range for number one you have to drive there mm-hmm. number two you're going to pay probably 10 bucks for a large bucket of balls and it, it is nice because you're hitting off a real glass grass and you're seeing ball flight but if you just want to stay home and hit 50 balls yourself just get a net and get the feel for where your shots are are hitting on the club face yeah for how cheap it is that seems like it's worth it yeah 100 percent. i agree yep uh, I got one more for you uh, or another good one for you here. Um, tell us about the best shot you've ever hit. Mm. Shit, dude. The There's best just shot. So many. I can't, there I can't is, choose I mean, there one. Is, there is quite a few. I would say, I mean, if you've been, if you've kind of been an OG of the podcast, you knew before last summer that I'd never hold out yeah. from off the green. And last year I ended up holding out twice. I hold out once at Prairie Wood from probably like 40 yards out. The other time I hold out probably 20 yards out from a sand trap. Mm-hmm. That was sick. Um, I can think of one for you. What? Um, I think the the shot where we thought we lost your ball at the Pine de Palm. It was and it ended up being on the other side of the water for us, and you had to try to punch out through yes. the woods. You had like a a two foot gap that you could punch out with. Yes, and you punched out with it, and like I think it rolled up right up onto the fringe. Yes, like that's a shot that you had probably if they did sports science right to break down that shot. Yep, uh, you probably had like a five percent chance of getting it through the woods. Period. Let alone rolling it up onto the green. Yep, that one was cool. Mm-hmm. I would okay, and just in it. Then we can get to you, Tyler. But I would say I don't know if I have one. Probably my eagle chip. I hold out for eagle. That in, was in sweet. Arizona. Yeah. Nice. I would say uh, like one of the top three shots was hole one at the Pine of Palm during qualifying. Mm-hmm. Walk up to the tee box. There's a bunch of people around. You're playing with these guys you just met and you absolute dummy a drive. Mm-hmm. 280, 290, right down the middle of the fairway. Ended up par in that hole. Really set the standard for the rest of the round. Um, do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember the drive. Yeah, that that felt really good. Yeah. You, you hit a lot of good drives that day, though. A couple two tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've actually. Don't have, a, oh, go for it. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't have one that sticks out in your mind. Not really, because I don't play. I don't play fancy, really. Yeah. Um, I, I would say probably that eagle chip, just because it got me an eagle. Yeah, like that's the cool. the drive before it wasn't a pretty drive. I just hit it really low and really hard, and it just ran on the ground and rolled over the green, then chipped back in. Yeah. The nice thing about one good shot is that it makes your last three shots feel like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, that's no, I agree. the best part. I um I was golfing Theo Worth in the cities. It's like a public course right under the shadow of downtown Minneapolis. Great course. And there's like a, a corridor probably about 40 feet long and probably, yeah, 40, 50 feet long. But the corridor is like the size of a, you know, you walk through a doorway. Imagine uh-huh. just a doorway that's 40 feet long through mm-hmm. the woods, right? Little path. Drive was terrible, and I pulled out the four iron and hit a stinger just perfectly down the middle of this fucking thing. Landed up right next to the uh, green. Yep, incredible shot when you pull off something where it's like, like you said, Tyler, like 
if the sports science was on it. Yeah, it's pretty low odds. Pretty low odds. My drive was terrible. I was deep in yeah. the fucking rough, but... Well, that shot only happens one out of every 20 tries. Yeah, it only which happens why... when you fuck up on your first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why, like, punching out is the way better way, the yeah. option to go. Yeah. Just swing hard. Maybe it'll go through a tree. Yeah. Swing hard in case you hit it good. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to go for those Babe shots, Ruth. though. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's what we're there. We're there to hit some sick shots, <laughs> some fucking tight shots. Yeah. Guy. Uh, best mixy for the course. That depends on the day, I think. Yeah, on the course, I'm a big vodka lemonade guy on the course. Same. Yeah, um, sometimes I like to mix uh, tomato juice with stop. vodka. Uh, maybe a little Worcestershire sauce. Uh, maybe <laughs> a Worcestershire. Maybe a pickle, a beef stick, and a couple olives. Uh, don't forget to put a cheeseburger on it. Uh, make sure you have six, seven chicken strips shoved in the glass. Yeah, we like to call that breakfast, Jake. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's that's a good one. I mean, that's a morning round, uh, or a, yeah, like a like a tea box number one drink. And then the vodka lemonade is also another good one. Yeah, I think the first time we answered this question was way back in the day, and I was a whiskey seven guy. I'll do that in the afternoon still, sure. like maybe one. But I, I've switched to more of the refreshing drinks. Okay, Arnold yes. Palmer's, yeah, uh, vodka lemonades. Um, I buy those. I don't know if we're allowed to plug it, but there is a brand that is not will not be mentioned that makes um, like canned vodka mules and shit. Mm, sure. Um, so I'll, I drink a lot of those so like ref- refreshing mixed drinks, um, not like thick or rich or like that kind of flavor of mixed drinks, but like refreshing. See, I'm not a big carbonation guy when it comes to mixed drinks on the course. Mm. Like, uh, so you don't like anything like a, with like pop or anything? Like Captain Coke. No, I, and mm. I, I, I don't know why I stay away from that. I just do. The only carbonation I'll drink on the course is if I'm having beers. Yeah. If I'm getting a mixed drink, it'll be the Bloody Mary or the vodka lemonade or the, uh, Sweet tea, lemonade, vodka, any Arnold anything Palmer. like that. Yeah. 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 Arnold Palmer. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting because like I feel like, well, especially with you, Tyler, your mixy choice changes drastically when you're on the course. Because yeah. I would never drink I'm a big vodka lemonade on the course like you. I would never drink that outside of the course. Yeah, though. I would never order that at a bar. Yeah. It's I just, think it's just something with being outside. Yeah. Like if you could get a margarita <laughs> on a golf course, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. The tequila would hit hard, though. It right would. Away. It would. Because you can get, like, tequila sunrises and shit from BevCarts, but yeah. you can't get, like... I, it makes sense, because they don't have, like, a blended machine out there. Or they don't want to sit there and make you a margarita. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if you could get it, I would. One time I was with a guy who ordered a vodka lemonade, and uh, the BevCart... I've told the story of this particular BevCart girl before. Um, she was an absolute mess that day. And, I mean, she probably just had a late night the night before, so she just wasn't on her game. But uh, instead of lemonade, she put um, pickle juice, pickle juice vodka. And then, you know, you get the drink. You don't, you know, maybe you just don't taste it right away. And she's off to Mm -hmm. the next hole, whatever. And then you got to wait another four holes saying, hey, I got a pickle juice vodka. Like, yeah, last time the lemonade was either soured or you gave me pickle juice, lady. I think at that point I would just slam it. I would slam it and leave a little bit left. To prove that it was actually a pickle juice vodka so they don't charge you for the next one. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, I drank all this. It's not what I ordered. It was actually okay, but can I just have what I ordered yeah. now? I think that'll be pretty understandable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, How do I convince my wife I need new irons after I just spent 400 bucks on a putter and a three wood? Good fucking luck, buddy. How much on a putter and a three wood? 400 bucks on just a putter and just a three wood. So what? There's a fucking Scotty Cameron and... uh. Actually, that's not that bad. 
No, it's not that bad at all, actually. So how much did he want to spend on the irons? Uh, doesn't say. Just how do I convince my wife I need new irons? Don't I tell her. Just do it. Forgiveness, yeah. not permission. Well, here's the route you need to go. And this is how I convince my wife about letting me get new clubs. Um, you got to look at resale value. You got to look at duration of having these clubs. So, hey, honey, I'm going to have these clubs for at least the next five years. And you just put five in there just in case something happens. Mm -hmm. And then you go, hey, you know, look at the resale value of these things. If I buy a $2,000 set of clubs, that's fully packaged, right? $2,000 set of clubs, and I can sell them for $1,000 in the next five years. That's another $1,000 that I can put towards my next set of clubs, which is only going to cost me $1,000 if I get another $2,000 set. So it's like you make that initial investment up front to almost like save yourself some money down the road. That's how I look at it. Maybe the wrong way to do it, but that's how you can present it. it. True or not, you can just pitch that story. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, um, don't give up yet, though. Don't give up hope. Keep. So here's the thing: if you have any sort of separate bank account situation, I one, thank you. Pay with them. Pay with that account. Um, two, if you don't golf with her all the time, she's not going to notice. Right. Correct. Just get them delivered to your office. Put them in your bag right away. None the wiser. Yeah, she's not gonna know. Yeah, just avoid the fight. But also, yeah. don't don't do it if you're like financially not right. If right you can't it. afford them, <laughs> yeah. don't get them. Uh, and this dude bought a four hundred dollar putter and three yeah, woods, so good. I think he's good by he's a good. set of eighteen hundred dollar irons. Yeah, yeah. You just need your own a bank own bank account. But don't just go buy a set of iron an eighteen hundred dollar set off the shelf. Go and get fitted for the irons yeah. because that's gonna be. That's going to be well worth your time. If you're going to drop the bag on these irons, make sure you were getting the correct irons. That is correct, Tyler. Yeah. Great point. That is a good one. Um, best snacks to take golfing? Me. Okay, Tyler. <laughs> Fucking relax. <laughs> That's actually not bad. That's actually a pretty good one, Tyler. Thanks. Um, I don't know. I don't eat much on the course. I mean, you get the snack at the first tee box, and that uh, consists of tomato juice, mm. vodka, oh beef stick, pickle, and olives. Yum. I mean, that'd be snack number one. I don't feel good. Snack number two. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not a huge proponent of eating a whole lot before I go golfing, which gets me in trouble because then you start drinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Shit. It, 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 no, you're not. You're saving money. True. Yeah. You well, don't have to drink as much to get drunk. Yeah. Well, and then it's like one o'clock, and you're like, "Geez, I haven't eaten at all, and I'm shooting a good round," but. Fatigue is setting in. I got nothing propelling me through this next nine holes. Yeah, I'll eat at the turn, but I'm not snacking. I also don't like to eat during a round of golf because it makes my hands greasy. Like a bag of chips or I do like a good hot dog, but I'll eat a hot dog with a napkin wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of, a lot of courses don't have hot dogs at the turn. Yeah. Grease missiles at the turn. Yeah, I, I just, I don't really, I don't snack, so I don't really have a favorite one. Yeah, I, I don't really either. Yeah, I don't know what mine would be either. But you were right. I avoid like a bag of Lay's chips. Yeah. Total grease mm -hmm. bomb yep. for your fingers. If you're going to snack, advice is something, get something you can just pour into your mouth, like trail mix or something. Yeah. So you're not yeah. getting shit all over your hands and then all over your clubs. Yep. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. Or and then like you get something that is kind of a little greasy and you're always taking off your glove because you don't want it to get on your glove. But then you're stuck with greasy fingers in your glove yep. the yeah. rest of the day. Well, then you're also eating off your sweaty glove hand. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. That Very is a good point. point as well. I mean, you could use your other hand, but. <laughs> but that one doesn't have a glove on it. So that one's just going to stay greasy. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like, what's the trade off? So wash it in the pond. Who will be more successful long term, 
Charlie or Lil John Daly? Oh, Charlie Woods. Yeah, Charlie Woods. I'm I'm gonna say in the world of golf. Yeah, I think John Daly. John Daly too. Um, he uh, I don't know if Char- we don't even know if Charlie wants to like have a career in golf. Yeah, and we know, uh, in Ryan's words, JD two does want to have a career in golf. So I'm just gonna go with the person that's actually committed to running carrying this on yeah also charlie woods is only how old is he right now he's like, like 12, 12 13 12. yeah we still have a good six seven years before charlie woods makes his tour debut well, and that's if he even goes. wants to he hasn't even said he wants to he only just got into golf like two years ago because during covid because he wanted to golf with his dad huh i'm saying charlie woods to be honest because you look at you get the parenting styles on both sides I feel like, well, number one, the de- the genes of Tiger have been passed down. They have. He I is think very we, good. I think even after two years of only golfing, that you can tell he's going to be a really good player. So if, put the stipulation in, if he decides to keep playing mm-hmm. and if he really enjoys this and wants to take it to the next level, I would say Charlie was just based off of like how their parents have presented themselves how their dads have presented themselves within the game of golf. I think it's, I, I think John Daly's JD one's approach is better for JD two. Cause he's got no pressure. He's just the fun guy. As long as he's out there having fun, he's successful. Charlie's going to have the pressure of I'm Tiger Woods son. I need to be an all-star. It, it, and like it's that, hard to tell. It's hard to tell if that's going to be the case or not. And like not saying that the dailies are bad by any means, yeah. but like the pressure is off them. Cause if they play shitty, Less people care if they play shitty than if Tiger Woods or his kid play shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think regardless of how successful JD2 is on the course, people will still like him because Mm -hmm. of who he is and what he represents. Whereas Charlie Woods say his career doesn't pan out. Yeah. Like people will like, it's hard to say, but people will forget about him. People won't follow him as much as they follow JD. I do think he's going to have a lot more opportunities, though. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Woods. Just well, JD, like, too, just got the best brandy of all time. And Charlie's not going to take Charlie's not going to take a Hooters NIL yeah, he, when he goes to college. He's so going to have to get like what? Who? Nike? He's Is gonna Nike going to go deal. back to him? Hunter, I, you would think so. Yeah. If he's good, I think Nike, uh, like he's basically grandfathered in at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't know the answer. Question. I guess we'll find out. Like even when you look at other sports too, it's like like Bronny has like some big shoes to fill. You know, right? Like legacy, family legacies are tough for uh, for the kids. I think. Yeah. But if you look at LeBron at Bronny's games, like LeBron is like standing up, uh, like on the court, telling his son what to do and all that ch- type of shit. Tiger's just out there playing, having fun with Charlie. Yeah, that's true. I do think Tiger Woods is going to be a better well. Better in the sense, better for Charlie Woods as a person. He's going to be a better coach than his dad was. Oh, I 100% like agree. Maybe not a better coach in terms of golf talent, but mm-hmm. as keeping his son sane, I think Tiger's going to do a better job than Earl. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, like I think just across sports, I feel like juniors do better than their predecessors do. Like you look, Cal Ripken Jr., better than his dad. Ken Griffey Jr., Better than his dad, like yep. you know, you look at a lot of people. Yeah, like but that. were their dads the goats of their sport? That's true. That's a fair point. They weren't. It's like that's tough. It's like you're the son of the best to ever play this game. That is not just like it's like if uh, let's say Spieth's son comes up, totally makes sense if Spieth's kids 
ends up being better than him. Because Spieth is a stud. He's very good. But he is not the best to ever play golf. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's true. The shoes aren't as big to fill. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good question. I like that question Very a lot. Good, yeah. yeah. That's a thinker for sure. A um, little bit more casual of a question here. What is your favorite golf course in Fargo? Ooh. That is a good one. Um, I've never played Fargo Country Club. Um, I've never played Fargo Country Club sober enough to remember the whole course. Yeah. Uh, didn't you play Fargo Country Club with us at uh, one time? I wasn't there. Oh. Nope. I would say uh, probably Rose Creek. I do enjoy Rose Creek. Um, fuck, dude. So, like, for me, favorite course is a lot. I have, like, you know me and my clubs. I have such weird, like, loyalty to things that got me started. I'm pretty fucking loyal to Prairiewood. And I I know, ah. I know I'm fully aware of the conditions that course is in. Yeah. But I just love it because it got me into this sport. Yeah. I started playing there by myself every day, and it got me. That's one of the main reasons we have this podcast is because Lane and I would go there every morning and then you and Miles joined, and then Jay joined, and they're yep. like, why aren't we filming this? Yep. Prairiewood holds a very, very tender spot in my heart. Yeah, interesting. It's your favorite course, just not the best course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 100%. It is my favorite course, but it is by far not the best course. Yeah, yeah. the question is favorite. It's not the yeah. best. Yeah. So yeah, my, I would... my favorite as far as, like, what I like to play, um, like as far as true golf, like this is why I pick. I like. I really like Edgewood. I do too. Edgewood and Prairiewood are probably my two. Or uh, Edgewood and Rose Creek. Yeah, are probably my my yeah. two favorite. Rose Creek's my favorite for sure. The back Good. nine, yeah, the little valley scenery. Yep, yeah, with the yep. stoplight. Yeah, that's it's cool. Sc- it's scenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Except for hole three. Fuck hole three. Hole three. Where? Hole three is when the, the one oh, with the at shorts. Rose Creek. Yeah. No, 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 that's, oh, that that's was Edgewood. Edgewood. Rose Creek hole three is, but now I've fixed my swing to be the opposite, um, but there's water and, and swamp and shit on the entire left side of that yeah, hole, and tough. I hit the hook. Yeah. So well, I'd have to aim at the water on the right. And 250 yards out, there's water on the mm-hmm. right. Yeah. The whole way. Your first shot, you have potential going in the water on the left and the right. Yep. Your second shot, you have water all the way on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And water behind the green as well mm-hmm. when you approach. On that par three. Yeah, it's, that's not good. It's like yeah. basically an island green without being an island green. Yeah, you almost have to just take it like a short shot, a short shot, an on the green shot, and then putt. Yeah. Like you can't go for anything on that court. On My that approach on that that course is to hit the three wooden prey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough hole. Mm-hmm. That is a tough hole, but the rest of the course is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you guys collect anything from courses that you play? I try to. I don't have a specific item, but if I'm playing a really cool course, I try to get something from it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, I mean, mine's all hats usually. Yeah. If they have a cool hat, I'm not just going to buy a hat just to buy one. If they have a cool hat, I'll buy the hat. Um, I mean, you, you guys can see on the walls, we like the tournaments we go to now, we always get a flag mm-hmm. to put in the pod studio. So uh, we got the flags. Um, I mean, one course I bought a pair of Jordan golf shoes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just end up buying weird shit. I oddly enough never buy polos at a uh, course I go to. I bought one polo on our trips, and yeah. it was from uh, Scottsdale. Yep. Like when we played TPC. So yep. That's like a PGA course. Um, I I really don't like I it, when we went on our trips to Arizona. Um, I got a trinket from pretty much everyone except for like a couple of the ones that are just normal ass courses. Yeah. Um, but I usually get something small. It's never the same thing. 
Like I'll get the ball marker chip thing because we didn't have a chip for three putt poker. So I yep. got one at the nicest course we went to last time we went. Yep. Um, I'll get ball markers. I'll get a ball. It just depends on the course. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But I, I've started a new thing for tournaments. For tournaments now, I will always get a club cover. Really? So waste management open. I got my driver cover. Next time we go to a tournament, I'll get a three wood cover because I have three a three wood and three hybrids in my bag. Jesus! So eventually, we go to enough tournaments, Tyler. You're gonna have iron covers. No, I'll I'll, I'll switch <laughs> after that. Okay, yeah. deal. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going to a tournament. I would say one of the best parts about going to a tournament is the merch shop. Like you yeah. go, and here's the thing: you have to go there within the first day that you're there. Otherwise, everything's gonna be picked over. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get the right size and what you want. So, get to the tournament. Hit the merch shop right away, be done with it, and then enjoy the tournament from there on out. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys didn't say scorecards. Cause that's my thing. Ryan always forgets them. Yeah, I was forgetting them on the on the cart, just like I forgot my fucking $150 speaker. <laughs> we got a couple of scorecards in here. Like I don't collect them. Yeah. But like I'll keep them and toss them in my bag and then find them later. Yeah, yeah. like first time I play a new course, I'll make sure that I keep that scorecard. Just yeah. so I know how, you know, how well did I golf that day. And then I don't know. It just either winds up in my bag or the back of my car, but you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Good one. Uh, that was a good question. I like that one. Um, what other golf YouTube channels would you like to collaborate with the most? Any, <laughs> any of them, give them to us. There you go. We'll take you over. We'll beat anybody. We were undefeated. We'll never lose. And when we say collab, we, we mean, let's, let's we'll play, play a match, yep. play around together. Yeah. Cause I think I hands down think that we can beat any YouTube channel out there. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I won't give you the stipulations on what that looks like, but we can beat them. Yeah, especially if we come up with the rules, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can literally implement any type of rules that we want. No, I'm kidding. But I would say like the really good golf channels, we go 2v1, like against one of the creators, if there's multiple, we go 2v1, like me and Tyler scrambling versus them. Yeah, like a specific... And that's only if they're a scratcher better. Like a specific uh, golfer who who's co-host stole an idea from well didn't steal an idea from us his name not rhymes with like nick neils um, <laughs> reels yeah so if, if like that guy wanted to play we would oh i would love i would love to do a 2v1 match against uh um uh slick meals <laughs> slick slick v, slick reels yeah <laughs> no that that would be a good time um obviously different parts of the world but we can make it happen yeah um, I guess we kind of already answered this one, but hero shot or layup? I'm laying up these days. It depends on what the score is. <laughs> depends on how I'm feeling. It's it's all based off feel. I'm yeah. a giant coward. I'll lay up. I think whatever goes through my mind, like whatever whatever goes through my mind first. If I go up to a shot, I see a lane. That lane is mine. I'm I'm taking it. But if I don't, like if I roll up and I'm kind of in the middle of things, I'll maybe just punch out. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even with the punch outs, the punch outs are hard to get on the fairway yeah. <laughs> because you don't know how, like, because if you're punching out with a five, four, five, six, the loft on that's going to be different. Mm-hmm. The speed in terms of like when it, is it going to hit in the rough? Well, and the trajectory is so different too. You can't gauge how much that shit's going to roll. Exactly. So a lot of the times I, I either ended up, end up putting it short of the fairway or I end up putting it over the fairway. I actually read something that said, if you are afraid of leaving things short, Club up and swing soft. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm I'm with you on that. But you know, what if there's a tree branch hanging down? You gotta yeah. really shoot it low. 
Yeah, it all depends on the situation, but I always love the hero shot because what if it works out for you? Yeah, then you feel good. How sick is that? Yep. That's like my best shot of all time is a fucking hero shot. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So go for it. Um, And then last one here, really divisive, shorts or pants on the golf course? That just depends on the weather. Yeah, it's a weather If it's cold, I'm going to wear pants. If it's hot, I'm going to wear shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's a weather thing. I mean, early morning. Pants look cooler, though. Yes. Way cooler. Like, well, and here's the thing. If you're playing early morning in the summer and it's 60 degrees, pants are a good thing to start out with, but you're going to want shorts later in the day. So you bite the bullet, you wear shorts at 60 degrees, and then you know it's going to warm up, so it's going to it's gonna be worth it. I'm going to buy a pair of zip-off at the knees <laughs> That's actually not pants. a bad idea. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> it really, looks so fucking bad. It's not a bad idea, though. If they're comfy, why not? They need to have ones that are like magnets in the knees so it looks seamless and then instead of having that giant nasty zipper circle around your knees yeah you just kind of like tear them away yeah i that that would actually be kind of sweet also the worst part about those zipper pants is trying to get the fucking legs back on them oh i know i mean when are we gonna start when are we gonna start introducing zipper pants into yeah everything into golf attire everything makes a comeback they have zipper polos like yeah i have a or uh, a quarter zip I have a quarter zip where the sleeves zip off right here. And no one looks at that and is like, wow, that guy's a loser. And then when you take those off, it literally just looks like the thing you got from the Ryder Cup. Just a like a full arm sleeve, but it's off at the elbow and it just yeah. a quarter zip with that. It's a yeah. And yep. it looks very golfy. It's a three quarter quarter zip. Yes. Is what I would yeah. call it. Um but yeah, I mean, let's bring back the zip offs or the magnet. Someone's gotta be able to make something like that out there for starting in the morning with pants. 10 a.m. Switching over to shorts. Yeah. We should just bring back like old timey golf pants. Like big slacks. The, the, like the, no, the ones that look like baseball pants where they stop just yep. under the knee and then you got long socks. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They're big like parachute pants. Yep. Yeah. They look. I got, I got a couple buddies who, uh, who wear those. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I had one buddy in particular, he actually, uh, so he's from Arizona. He works at a course down there in the, in the wintertime. In the summertime, he comes up to Minnesota to work at a course. And, and he wears uh, the old-timey golf pants? And not, like, not... <laughs> Look at those things! I know, those are sick, dude. And he doesn't wear them religiously, but if we're doing, like, a scramble or we're out for a bachelor party, like, he, that's 100% what he's wearing. <laughs> oh, God. I do think the cool, those like... Those are just khaki pants that are tucked up into the socks, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're ready to throw nine innings in the morning and then play 18 <laughs> yeah. in the afternoon. And then they get they got to get back to their bagpipe lessons later yeah. that night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's just like kilts with legs. Yep. The, the most of them are plaid. Yep. Those are like college wrestlers with their joggers tucked into their socks. Yeah, yeah they do that a little lower, though, Jake. Well, yeah. Imagine what those look like, like as full pants. Those are fucking parachutes. <laughs> yeah. What else you got for us, Jake? Uh, I can give you one more here. Um, aside from money, what wagers do you guys put on the course? Ooh, I saw this one. I like this one because not everybody wants to gamble with their money, right? Um, one of my favorite ones, we did this in a video a long time ago, but you gamble like whatever hole it's on, pick a hole, you gamble that your butt, if you beat your buddy, they got to tee your ball up for you the rest of the round. Mm, That's a good one. It's a little demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, or like they have to um, just you find little annoying things for your friend they have to do. Or gamble beers, right? Um, but teeing, teeing up your buddy's ball, I think, is the best one. That is a good one. That is I demoralizing. 
um, somebody has they're in charge of the pin. You got they got to take the pin out. They got to put it back in. If it doesn't happen, it's their fault. Yeah, or like you gotta like clean like uh go to the little parade and wash your buddy's ball every single time yep. would suck. Yep. or they have to rake the sand for you every time you go in <laughs> that's yeah. actually i i've actually never gambled with anything but money but well, i kind of like that we did the tea thing once we did when we did the rat race oh yeah yeah. loser yep. had to tee up the other's ball yep yep i just i like teeing up my own we ball just what if you get it wrong people didn't realize that uh um we only had two holes left at the end of that bet yeah <laughs> so Whoops. i only had to tee your ball up twice yeah Oh, that's a good one. There's always, there's always, I mean, you don't always have to spend money. Mm-hmm. There's always ways around it. 100%. Or even like cleaning off your buddy's clubs would suck yep. too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like if I beat you on this hole, I want, you have to clean all my clubs. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good one. More, more golf carts these days have the wet towels in them, which is kind of nice. Right. So yeah, that's not like they have to run back to the clubhouse, stick <laughs> yeah. them under the sink, wipe them off. Yeah, exactly. And that's the one that you pull out when it's a rainy day and they just cut the lawn. Or they just cut all the grass that, like, you know, you swing your club mm. and you got trimmings stuck to the yep. club face. That's a good, yeah, good one to pull just out do on that. tiny thing. little annoying golf nuisances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh, I beat your last hole. My gosh, my shoes are getting a little loose right now. I'm going to retie those for me. That's um, a good one. I actually answered this one in the Facebook DMs already, and I can't find it again. Um, so I'm sorry for losing your name. Uh, but essentially, it was like he he's also a dad. He also has kids. He's like, how do you get the wife to let you golf? And like, how do you not feel guilty about it kind of thing? Like, because mm-hmm. like you do, you feel guilt. Like if it's a Saturday, you've been working all week, you don't see your kids much. And like, I'm going to go golf 18. It's just not seeing them even more. Yep. And sticking the wife with the kids for the weekend. Um, my philosophy on that is try to plan something for her in the evening. Right. So mm. Saturday, like you go out with your buddies, you golf until like two, three o'clock. Right. Um, you ha- hit her friends up or have her tell her like, hey, you should go out with your friends tonight or you should do something with your friends tonight or yep. in the morning, whatever. And then you guys flip flop. And then Sunday, it's just you two. You guys take the day together. Interesting. So just mix match it around. Like just because you're having fun, let her have fun too. Yeah. And then there's like, y- you don't have to feel super guilty about it because she's also getting to enjoy herself. Yeah. And you're going to get more perm- permission easier to go golf. And it's not like a keeping score type deal where, right. like, hey, you took the kid, so I, I guess I got to take him because you're one up on yeah, me right it's now. Like, it's I, a joint effort. Yeah, I want you to go have fun because I also had fun. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I'll it's take that advice. Off. Is that all we got, Jake? That's all we got. Let's wrap it up, baby. Get out of uh, here. Episode 82 in the books. Tyler's gone next week, so we had to, uh, you know, kind of film things a little bit earlier. Yep. The user Q&A was great. Thanks for everyone who uh, submitted a question. Again, if we didn't get to it, we'll get to it next time hopefully and hopefully next time matt will have names uh attached to these so yeah big time oof yeah again appreciate you guys uh hopefully the weather's good in your area mm-hmm. get out on the course have some beers with the buddies um really in, in, enjoy the summer because it's coming here quick and uh again if you could take a second go uh subscribe to the youtube channel we got some more long form videos in the hopper coming out for you and uh as always we'll see you next week yeah um take us in your first breakfast ball guys you season starting you hit your first breakfast ball, throw it on the story. Let us know. Yeah, we like to we see love that. to see it. It makes us happier here being stuck. Yep. Yep. I like it. Bye, guys. See you later. Hell, that's a breakfast ball.